All right, everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, just like Victory Monday is not getting old, it is not getting old when I get to tell you that the Pittsburgh Steelers have won again. They are now 10-0 and on the season. They are one of very few teams that have accomplished this in uh, the Super Bowl era. And um, I... I uh, I didn't see this coming. I'm thrilled that it's here, but um, it, it's just an amazing run, and I uh, I hope everybody is enjoying it. And now we get the Baltimore Ravens on a short week, and there's all kinds of news about that. But I, I'm going to hold off on that. We'll definitely cover uh, that, but we'll we'll dive into the win over Jacksonville first. Um, and and joining me tonight. Um, is is Ben, but I really don't care about him uh, because Ellie is back with us. And um, as, as everyone knows, Ellie is like one of the um, nicest uh, people on Twitter. And how she remains so nice is beyond us um, with, with all of the stuff that's out there. But she's also the biggest Troy Palomalu fan ever. And we will not hold it against her that she actually likes the Seattle Seahawks um, highlighter jerseys. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, and, and I, I'm sure Ben sees those all the time out west. Uh, oh yeah, they're God. obnoxious. They are. They do. They look like a bunch of little highlighters running up and down the field. They, uh, they look like a bunch of guys <laughs> working on a construction site. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> safety safety green well if you throw them in with like the green bay home crowds like in in late november you get you get the highlighter green with the safety orange you know so if you Mm. just threw them all together it'd be a nightmare um anyway ellie thanks for being with us how are you today i'm good i'm pretty good thank you you are very very welcome and um Ben, I know how you are. I don't really need to ask you. I'm fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, hey, the Steelers win 27-3 to yesterday. And, uh, you, you know, if you hadn't seen any of the game and just, you know, pulled up uh, your ESPN app at 6 o'clock in the evening and saw, oh, 27-3, to eh, you know, rolled over them pretty good. Um, ben, what was that true? Did they roll over them or, or was there some consternation uh, before things got clicking? Uh, Yeah, I mean, early on in the game, the Steelers didn't look real sharp. It didn't really matter that much. Uh, offensively, they didn't look real sharp, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of brought it together later. But I mean, Boswell missed a kick, and yep. and Roethlisberger missed an opportunity at a touchdown there at the end of the second half. Um, first half, excuse me, first half. Yeah, uh, end of the second half. Yeah, Ben Ben was sitting. Um, <laughs> so I mean, you know, it, it could have been worse. It it certainly was not perfect. As right. Tom pointed out immediately afterward, you know, mm-hmm. we still have some work to do. Things were not not perfect at all. Uh, I thought that James Conner had a really nice game, really yeah. nice game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The receivers, you know, are, are a super talented group. Um, ben, I thought he was sharper overall than he was versus the Bengals. Uh, I've okay. I've read other people said the opposite, but I I disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, even that. That last play, last offense. Well, I guess it was the last play technically of the of the first half. Right. Where he threw the pick. Uh, initially, when I saw it, I thought he made a bad decision there. I did too. But uh, no, James Washington fell down. He got bumped off the route and fell. 
And, um, you know, it was a good defensive play, Mm -hmm. arguably DPI, but the guy was playing the ball. So maybe Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it just sometimes the other guy makes a play. It it just happens. Ben did throw that ball late. If he'd thrown it earlier, it probably would have been a touchdown, but it it wasn't. It is what it is. Steelers Mm -hmm. still won. Um, You know, I, I tweeted something earlier today. It's not always pretty, but it's really effective, and that's just been the story of the 2020 Steelers season. So I'm, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm, I'm going to accept this and just be like, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I, yeah, and look, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I, I have my Steelers gear on almost every day, and, and that goes for 365 days a year. I've always got something Steelers on, whether it's a hat or something, and – you know, certainly in the last couple of weeks, I, I get people, especially where I work, you know, hey, you know, you guys are looking great. And, and my, my standard answer is always the same. It, one game at a time. Um, I, I, I said, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. And, you know, Ellie, what is when you when you're watching the Steelers and, and I'll take Jacksonville on yesterday for an example. Mm-hmm. When you're watching the game unravel and you see, you know, Boswell misses a field goal there, the offense mm-hmm. is kind of sputtering. How would you rate your level of like anxiety at that point? As high as it would be if we were like 40 points down. I don't think it matters, <laughs> especially in the beginning of a game. I don't yeah. think it matters if we're up by three or, or down by three. At that point, I'm stressed. I feel a yep. loss coming. Like I'm ready to hang – the season's over at the beginning. <laughs> the first five minutes. So – the season so, was over for me Friday. So when do you, at, at what point, and, and I ask this not not just, mm-hmm. you know, you particular, because I think every Steelers fan has a different kind of mindset when it comes to this, but is there ever a point when you get comfortable with the Steelers game? Yeah, there is. Um, it's usually around that point where the clock says zero, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> well played, ma'am. Well played. <laughs> Um, I will say, actually, last week's Bengals game, I started to enjoy the, actually watching it um, sort of late in the third. Like, mm-hmm. I was kind of okay with the game at that point. Um, but usually, I don't like to sit back and relax because I don't want the team to sit back and relax either until it's done. That You know, that is so fascinating because I, I feel oftentimes, and I know many, many other fans feel the same way. It's like, I don't want to get comfortable because I know they shouldn't be getting comfortable. Um, yes. and, and I think, you know, to what Ben was talking about, about the interception at the end of the first half, I, I mean, I was really looking at that possession as, as like a bonus possession. And, and so it I'm was. thinking... Yeah, no, I know. And, I, and I'm just thinking, you've got to get points here. You're up, you're up by 14 get points and and stretch this out to a three score type thing and that's why when when I saw the interception I was just like oh my god what's he doing you know and and mm-hmm. but that's what I that's how I view it and and, and very similarly to to Ellie what you're saying my anxiety is going to go up and down with the team and that comfort level and everything yeah. else and and I knew in my heart of hearts that my my comfort level would have been a lot better had they been able to tack on even a field goal there so I, I agree. Maybe, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, maybe we we speak for all of Steelers Nation in that in that regard. Um, you know, Ellie, you also you you heard Ben talk a little bit about James Conner. Um, mm-hmm. What did what did you see from him yesterday uh, that that you thought okay, this is James Conner that I'm used to seeing? 
I I saw a lot more. There was a there was a lot more. I, I noticed some patience in the back there. I noticed uh, mm-hmm. on a couple of plays, and I was watching it with my best friend, mm-hmm. and we we sort of talk about the game together. And I said like that was a reminded me. And I I don't like to compare the two because they're very different. Right. But it did give me. Um, there was a couple of plays that reminded me of Bell. That okay, that didn't work. I'll step back. I'll allow my line to give me another passage, and I'll go in the other direction. And that was what I wanted to see. Sometimes I think. He decide makes a decision in his mind, and he's not prepared to change his decision. He's going in that direction, and he will mm-hmm. not differ based on the way the play is sort of moving. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of times that he he was prepared to switch it up, um, change direction because it was it wasn't as effective in the way he was going. And that was when he was mm-hmm. getting like nine or even ten yards. That's a that's a really good take because you know we all did not want to compare him to bell at all. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's right. not fair to compare um, no. in, in general, but I, I think there's some truth to what you're saying. He looked like a little bit more patient runner yesterday and, and granted some of his yards came on a, a busted play and, and whatnot, but you know, Ben, what did you see yesterday with the running game? Was it just a really bad Jacksonville defense or, or did, did the Steelers run game actually look better it was better it's you know it's they blocked better for the most part Mm -hmm. i thought the line did and and the the tight ends and and the uh the wide receivers although zach gentry uh got injured on a running play but whatever um (laughs) i i just thought i just thought that connor ran harder i i just saw more determination Mm -hmm. um that that play where there was a broken play going to the left and Roethlisberger had to get in the way, remember? And <laughs> oh, he, it was beautiful. He got, <laughs> got in the way of three defenders and Connor got mm-hmm. away and ran for 16 yards on uh-huh. what should have been like a five-yard loss. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a 20-yard like swing on that play where it, it should have been like negative four and instead we got 16 yards. It's things like that where he's just like, well, not, not doing that. I'm going to go this way now. Okay. And it just, he just, has a mindset or had a mindset yesterday where he just decided, no, I'm going to get these yards. He's not normally Mm -hmm. that type of back. That's going to be able to reverse Mm -hmm. direction all the way back across the field and, and pick up that kind of yard. So I I was impressed by it. Yeah. Because he doesn't change direction that, that quickly. Mm -hmm. He is more of a a straight ahead guy. You know, he's got that Mm -hmm. spin move, but that's about it. And you know, he wasn't using that. He actually stopped and, turned back around and went, okay, I got to go this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Ellie, my, my, my next question offensively uh, is, is for you. And if you could predict before each game, which receiver on the Steelers was going to have, let's say the most uh, catches and the most yards, do you think you'd be able to do it each week? Absolutely not. And that's what I love about it because right? it keeps everybody on their toes. Yeah. It, it does. It's absolutely fascinating that this this mm-hmm. team. I I I think they probably go in with a mindset of of knowing who the matchups are likely going to be. And okay, you know, Ben, yeah. this guy might be a guy we favorite. But I mean, there was no way I could have predicted that that Johnson was going to see twelve receptions yesterday. And you know, I think Juju was very pedestrian, like four catches, nineteen yards, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Claypool had the touchdown, but. Um, is that part of what makes it 
fun for you is just the 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 absolute uncertainty of not knowing which Steelers receivers are going to make the big plays? I would definitely say that they are a fantasy player's nightmare because mm. you never know who is going to get that that um <laughs> you know I, that that touchdown or those yards. I remember yesterday when um the play I believe it was the one where Deontay Johnson ended up on the sort of like one yard line and then they brought in Benny Snell for the touchdown. Who yeah. has Benny Snell in their lineup? Not a lot of people. <laughs> so I just love that like I love that they made that decision to go with him instead of James or uh, throw something to Claypool. Um, but I think it does make it exciting. And I love that, you know, I think it adds an element of, I mean, our run game. Yeah. We are not, we're not on a level with other teams. We we all know Agreed. that. We accept that. So if you can provide a little bit of, I don't know what the right word is, but a little bit of something with the receivers that provides that kind of uh, difficulty for teams to prepare for because we mm-hmm. don't have it in the run game. I mm-hmm. think that's a brilliant idea. And that goes for our tight ends too. Like Ebron last week, I feel like had a lot of catches. This week, not so many. Wouldn't have predicted that. You, you know, I didn't see that coming. I actually thought Claypool would have been used a lot more because he had a rookie. He had he was being um, covered by the rookie. Oh, he has the same name, Clay something. Uh, Claypool did draw. Claypool did draw a long uh, pass interference. He did, uh, which yeah. you know was helpful. I I actually hit Ian up during the game, and I'm like, "Hey, pass interference roulette," because yeah. I <laughs> I really thought that Ben threw that, knowing that the corner had his back turned to him, and he was going to grab Claypool and pull him, mm-hmm. or that Claypool would catch it. And either way, the odds favored us getting a long game. Yeah. So he just yeah. went, yeah. I'm going yeah. there. It's and, beautiful. And, yeah. yeah, and the the whole pass interference roulette, of course, made famous by Joe Flacco and the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree. I, I you can't you can't ever discount the fact that these guys are also creating offense when they draw those type of penalties too. Exactly. Um, it, it's unfortunately. No, it, it's, you know, look, and, and we go round and round as as just general football fans with this all the time about whether or not, you know, defensive pass interference should continue to be uh, a spot foul because it can just so easily flip the field. But right. that's the rule right now. And and so uh, you're, you're going to, you know, take your chances with it. And, and that's ultimately uh, uh, how it works out for us. So um, mm-hmm. defensively uh, yesterday, Ben, um, the – you know, look, they give up three points, and it was three points on the very first drive. Um, and, I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, um, but just just watching them at times is, is so fun when they just can start teeing off and going after a young quarterback like that poor kid, Luton. I mean, he, he just – you want to talk about like a, a kid that was just completely out of his element. He's and, not good to begin with. I'm well, sorry. No, he was no. terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. It was not even fair. I watched the film again today, or the film. I watched the game again today, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, this kid. It had to be frustrating, though, because he was getting teed off on left and right, especially by Bud Dupree mm-hmm. and TJ. Mm-hmm. They're both coming in after mm-hmm. him constantly. Um, he's taking shots from Tewitt and Hayward, and those guys are not light. They're three bills uh, no. plus, mm-hmm. you know, and – 
when he's not getting rushed down by one of those guys, either Alu Alu or Hayward or Tuit has got a hand up and in his face, and he's throwing the ball over the place. He was incredibly inaccurate because yeah. of it. He didn't have a clear field yeah. of view. It had to be frustrating for him. And I mean, it, it honestly, it just wasn't fair. I when I look back at how poorly he played, mm-hmm. it's like, how did they even get three points? It's just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, when the Steelers did some things yesterday that I hadn't seen them do yet, I am really, I got to say, I'm really pleased with the progress of Terrell Edmonds. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He's playing much better, but they're doing some things now where, you know, third down package, third third and short, where they've got Spillane Mm -hmm. and Vince standing up in the backfield with Bud standing up in the backfield yeah, and Edmonds, eight men in the box and Sean Davis behind Edmonds mm-hmm. along with Minka mm-hmm. and a corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, who I think who was, saw that coming? I think it was Joe know? Hayden. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, okay, that's an interesting formation. I didn't really see that coming, but okay. <laughs> You know, well, third and one, yeah. we're going to re- kind of leave this heavy package in here, except <laughs> we're going to have some DBs in the back, too, in case you try and run something sneaky. It's nice how multiple this, this defense is becoming. True. The different mm-hmm. things they can do and the different things they're prepared for. I liked well, it. Uh, it, it. Sean Davis did miss a, a tackle on that mm-hmm. third and one play that I was just talking about. But, right. um, you know, beyond that, I mean – I got to give that kid Robinson who, who James Robinson, who plays for the, uh, yeah. Nice. Players, and props. Yeah. yeah. He's for real. That kid's legit. If the rest of their mm-hmm. team was legit, it might've been competitive, but it, it's, it's not. <laughs> uh, Ben, you, you stole my thunder a little bit in my segue over to Ellie here. And, and then she, she immediately told me what I thought I was going to hear. And, and what I'm getting <laughs> at is how excited were you Ellie for, for Terrell Edmonds yesterday. Oh, I was just, I mean, the first one had me like (laughs) overjoyed. I felt I'd made the interception myself. And then when he made the second one, when he made the second one, I I honestly, I said, I was like, I'm going to predict the lottery numbers this week because I just, I'm, that was the best feeling in the world. I was so happy for him because he has been quietly successful this season. And, He has been building on something very quietly, very so he's not a big name, he's not a big playmaker, he's not mm-hmm. thinker. But he oh he earned it. I really truly believe that he deserved those interceptions. I know it was on a pretty shaky sure. team against a pretty shaky team, but they yeah. count. They count to me and they count in his stats. And uh, I but but here's here's the thing. You you have to give him credit. His awareness Yeah. And his understanding of the opposing team, that's film study, have both grown to the point where mm-hmm. yes. he's in a position now consistently to make plays. Mm-hmm. And being there is literally half the battle. Being in the right place is literally half the battle. And the other half of it is, is yes. understanding all of it so that it slows down. And you can make those plays because you're reading them before they happen. And that's where his game is growing. And that's mm-hmm. why he's making plays. It's about yeah. that it was, preparation. 
his greatest weakness was his lack of ball awareness. Um, yes. He, he really just had no concept of, he, he, he was always, I felt, such a, what's the word? Um, I can't think what I'm trying to say, but mm-hmm. when um, the ball, he, he was all great for tackling someone, but the ball had already been caught. The yards had already been made. He was such a, he, he was always. Just, just didn't know to get around to the ball in time. Yeah, kind of he was thing. never yeah. in. Fr- he was never in front of the play. He was never working. Uh, you know, the the quarterback. He was always like, "Oh well, the play's happened, but I can at least end it with less yards by taking out the player who had the receiver." But this time, he was so much more hyper aware. He was mm-hmm. in the right places at the right time, which which by by as a result allowed Minka to be more fluid and to move across the field more because you could rely on Terrell Edmonds. Speaking of Minka, um, when Mm -hmm. that ball was deflected, I I mean, was it just me (laughs) or did he come out like he was shot out of a cannon to pick that ball up? I mean, you you could have had 10 other guys all standing there thinking they were going to intercept it. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm getting it. And oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Um, he he was so fast, but I I agree with with both of you what you're saying about Edmonds. I you know he he's been a punching bag for a lot of people. Well, we um, ripped him to shreds after the Denver game. We, we we did we did, and and he has he you know I, I don't think anybody's in any hurry to to say that he's an all pro. I think what we're all ready to say is that he's improved. Um and and yeah, yeah and it's very clear. What I'm ready to say know, is that he's, he's finally meeting his potential and it's really encouraging to see because mm-hmm. it seems like each week he seems to be getting a little better and a little better. Yeah. And now he's having fun. He's getting loose. It's not mm-hmm. like he's feeling pressure to mm-hmm. live up to something. He's finally living up to it. And I, like I said, the, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the game is slowing down for him. And That's that shows, it, yeah. that yep. shows awareness that shows a deeper level of preparedness and that's why he's in those position to make those plays all the time. And even if he doesn't mm-hmm. catch the ball out of the air, he's going to be in a spot where he can take that player down immediately mm-hmm. and limit those gains, which honestly is really important. Well, yep. I, 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 and I commented on this, I think, on Twitter right after it happened. I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but the enthusiasm that his teammates showed when he got yeah. those interceptions to me – spoke volumes of what they think of him yeah. that that I they feel, really like that thing. kid i i would agree mm-hmm. and, and and i Absolutely. you know this is obviously and ben has said this several weeks in a row now it's a special team not just it because is. they're winning and look winning takes care of a lot of ills we all know that but but this team just seems to really like each other and and you know even even when TJ and Keith Butler are going at it on the sidelines you know w- we can still see this team really enjoying playing for each other. Well, the thing that Juju I says think... all the time, he says it week by week by week over and over and over again, is there there's no ego on this team. No one cares yeah. how often who gets the ball. No, mm-hmm. We don't know our stats. Nobody knows what's going on. Right. We don't keep track of it that way. We look at the score and we we try to hype each other up. Somebody makes yeah. a play, we go over and we celebrate with him. Yeah, yeah, and and um, it, it just you know I I think if we go back to the comments, we were you know I was asking Ellie a little bit about anxiety and stuff, and 
um, you know, they're sitting there at 20 to three and, and, uh, I felt pretty good, felt pretty good, but then they, they hit that little pop, that play action there out of that heavy set to, to Ebron to really put it away. And, you know, that's where I kind of started thinking, okay, all right, we can relax now. And especially mm-hmm. the way we had treated that poor quarterback. I didn't, I didn't see him yeah, bringing him back. Point, I just didn't see it. I, at a certain point in the fourth quarter, I look at my buddy and I was like, what are they going to pull him? yeah well who do they have behind him i said that's a good point (laughs) well and did it matter yeah it it certainly did not um yeah so hey just a quick reminder everybody you're listening to the steel city blitz steelers podcast presented by deck roofing which serves broward in the southern palm beach counties whether it's commercial or residential multifamily or condos contact deck roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com Okay, so we're ten and zero. Uh, the Browns mm-hmm. uh, uh, won a very uh, well wet, stormy battle against the Eagles yesterday. They now are in second place at seven and three. The Ravens, more importantly, uh, dropped, the Ravens are in third place. They are, and they dropped Ravens an over, over, overtime loss at home to Tennessee. Um, and and now we we kind of we're all having our coffee this morning and. And lo and behold, the Ravens have had to shut down their facility um, because of terrible. That's awful. I I can sense your raw emotion here, Ben. Um, (laughs) Ellie, does hearing that several guys will not be available for this game from the Ravens, does that make you feel better or a little more nervous about this week? Um. Honestly, uh, the fact that they lost on Sunday makes me more nervous for this week. You know, uh, an angry Ravens team is certainly not a team I'd like to face. And I know that their record is six and four, but let's not forget that they they do still have the talent. They just haven't been able to make the connection this season as much as last year. So I don't think that this is going to be any easier just because Ingram and J.K. Dobbins aren't available. Mm -hmm. Um, If anything, well, we don't even know how many of you know, they, they're still testing all week. We don't actually know the full number of people that might not be available. So I'd be interested to see if any more players test positive because they they surely they'd have to put some of them in the um, the same thing they did for Ben, uh, close proximity. The protocol, um, yeah. The contact. only person they had to, to push in was Brandon Williams, their nose tackle. And oh, okay. Because they, they've already done the contact tracing and they mm-hmm. only had one more person in, which surprised me too. Ellie, that it was only one, but that that yeah. player to me is a bigger loss than both those running backs combined. I absolutely agree. Their nose tackle. Yes, is that who it was. And, yes, yeah, and that's, he that's... he cannot play because he's got to test negative for five days. Yeah, and that's he physically impossible at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was surprising to me that. You know, a guy like Gus Edwards or or even Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, they're around these other two guys all the time. Uh, right. So it 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 and and maybe you know, Ellie, to your point, maybe they do test positive later in the week. Um, I, I mean, we're we're all yeah. still in many not. ways. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I hope not. But oh no, I I Me no, I, I don't I don't want to play a, a Ravens B team. I I I want to play the Ravens. I I you know. Um, 
because it's already started on social media where the Ravens fans are like, oh, well, you got to play us with not our real team. No wonder you'll win. But, you know, I don't want any of the excuses. Ah, quit uh, your sniveling. Well, exactly. Um, Do they but, forget what 2019 was for us? Apparently not. Well, you know, they whipped up on our, our fourth-string yeah. quarterback and talked about shit afterward. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fuck them. And oh there goes our PG rating. Well done. Um, Lamar Jackson has yeah. had some terrible games versus the Steelers. He hasn't played well. He has not. He has been sacked uh, nine times in two games and turned the ball over seven times. Yeah. Wow. And, and seven turnovers? Seven yeah. turnovers in two games. And and let's be honest. Um, they're going to have to have a very clean game um in in order to beat the Steelers on Thursday night especially without your top two running backs and don't get me wrong I like Gus Edwards I think he's a capable running back I like him better than the other two but he yeah um much in the same way I was more worried about uh Pollard than I was Ezekiel Elliott with Dallas um in in many ways but um you know be be that as it may um the the situation is this I mean the the Steelers could actually wrap up a playoff spot uh, with a win and then losses by the Raiders and Dolphins. Now, the chances of that are... I don't want to talk about that. I, I, I don't either, but what I'm segueing to here, Ben, is this, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll, I'll go to Ellie first for this. What is the most important thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers over the next six weeks? Okay, and, and I'll throw you the options here. Is it staying undefeated? Okay, okay staying undefeated. Is it staying healthy? Okay. Or is it getting that number one seed? If if you had those three things to choose from, what what is the most important for you? Well, they're all important, so I'm gonna can I rank them? Sure. Like most important to least important. Ranked I would voting. rank them as. <laughs> I, I love it. I would rank. I would rank them as staying healthy, first round by staying undefeated. Okay, so just just to be clear, you would you would say staying healthy is the most important thing, followed then by um, the first round by, followed then by yep. staying undefeated. Okay, all right, yeah. and, and that's a hill you're willing to die on. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? Seriously? <laughs> I well, just, you know I, what? I just like cliches. The last hill- the last hill I, I was willing to die on was that Terrell Edmonds would have a breakout year. So I'm going to die on this one too. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I'll credit Ian with this uh, in our notes. He was he was chiming in uh, before. And mm-hmm. and look, it, there's there's six games to go, obviously counting the Baltimore game here. And, and um, I don't like talking about this stuff. I, I, I'm a very much a one game at a time person. Um, I understand that you have to look across the league, see what other teams are doing in some cases. But, you know, Ben, where, where would you rank uh, these these three items as Ellie just did? Uh, I think getting the buy is the most important thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, obviously staying healthy is like priority 1A. Yeah. And then staying yeah. undefeated is is, I mean, a distant third. Uh, you know, being undefeated is cool and all, and I like yep. it. It's yep. great, but it's not the most important thing. Winning a championship is the most important thing. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Peter King, who we've all had 
more than enough issues with over time. You know, he, he made the comment today that the, the 72 Dolphins are starting to get nervous. No, they're not. Yeah, no, they're not. No, not even close. Okay. They've got nine weeks. You yeah, kidding yeah. me? They have nine more weeks to worry about. The Steelers still have a, an arch rivalry coming up. They still have the Browns at the end. They've got a tough Colts team. They've got to go to Buffalo. Don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. start with that stuff. There are so many hurdles left in front of this team for that that undefeated mm-hmm. thing, you know, so I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I think that that buy is important being that there's only one and, and I, mm-hmm. the health thing is huge for me. The health yeah. is, is, is probably the top. I, I would, if it meant my team being very, very healthy, I would give up that, that buy. Um, nah. Yeah. But because well, you can get healthy with that extra week off. You, you could. Not with an but, ACL right. Well, That's yeah. The you get an ACL tear, you're yeah. done. You're right, but yeah, that, and that's that's what I'm looking at. Is I mean, I, typically know, what happens is you get bumps and bruises, or you yes. slip and you you know you sprain your toe somehow, like Juju did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know you need a day, an extra day to sit around and and take it easy, take it light. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 this is this is going to be a fascinating turnaround because um, the, the Steelers did not technically practice today, but they still had to issue an injury report. And and the yep. injury report looked longer than my kids Santa's list. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a wonder who played or who actually practiced or who would have practiced today. Um, but that's what you get when you have a short week and you're coming off of a game and uh, yeah. and so on. You know, so um, yeah, you know that's that's kind of where things are in in that respect. And and I, I again, I don't like looking ahead. Um, but this is what fans do. This is what the media does. This is what generates clicks and uh, mm-hmm. and people buying newspapers and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, you know, so if you go back to that first Ravens game that the, the Steelers came back and won, um, yeah. they were they were outgained. They were, you know, you could say in many ways outplayed, but Baltimore turned the ball over four times. Um, Ellie, what what do you want to see the Steelers do better? Uh, this this week versus that that last matchup with Baltimore. Well, clock management is definitely something I'd like to see improving improving mm-hmm. at the end of the game. You know that that stung us or potentially stung us twice back to back with the it Ravens did. game and then the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. I just can't go through that again. It's, it's <laughs> aging me. I mean, that was so stressful, and it should not be coming down to the wire again. And I don't know how many times you can be that lucky to have Minka in the right place at the right time. I mean, honestly, um, Ellie, how how many times have you seen how many times have you seen Raven Steelers games come down to three or four points? Though, oh, I'm just I'm just I'm saying this because so right. I want I want you to like physically, mentally, emotionally prepare yourself. Because Thursday, <laughs> that's probably going to happen again. I'm never prepared. <laughs> so I, I won't be able to eat. So I, really, my Thanksgiving is ruined. But it's okay. <laughs> um, but I, I, I hate Thanksgiving games and Christmas games. It's so stressful. But um, Right? I, I would like <laughs> to, yeah, they're awful. But I'd like, to see, I'd like to see clock management at the end of the game. Improvement mm-hmm. there. And then... Oh, what I'd what I'd give to have first drive t- touchdown. Ooh, it's oh, it's a dream. 
Yes. Or, 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 yes. Wouldn't that Just, be so nice? First, first drive success, you know, or, oh, or, or first drive enthusiasm, maybe even. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ben, what do you, what do you want to see this time around from the Steelers? Two things. Yep. Um, and I'm only going to get one of them, but uh, I'd like to see the Steelers improve, improve their run game efficiency offensively. Okay. Because basically the Ravens in the first game put the blueprint out to stop the Steelers run game. And yeah. every team since mm-hmm. then has copied the Ravens and, and mm-hmm. been successful doing so for the most part. So I'd like mm-hmm. to see the Steelers be successful running the mm-hmm. ball, and I'd like them to stop the run versus the Ravens. They're not going to do that. They, they've had success doing exactly what they did the last time they played them, and that's going straight mm-hmm. after Lamar. So what they're going to try and take away is Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. which is what they did the mm-hmm. last time. They're going to hit him even when he, he options the ball out and flips it off to the running back. They're going to hit him anyway. Every time there's mm-hmm. an opportunity when he hands it off, they're going to hit him anyway. They're going to hit him again. They're going to hit him again. They're going to try and contain him on pass plays. But mm-hmm. anytime there's a run play, they're going to hit him. And that takes one guy out of the defense away, away from, the from stopping the guy who's actually carrying the ball. So mm-hmm. I expect the Ravens to have some success running the ball. I expect the Steelers to do exactly what they've done, which is go after Lamar. Mm-hmm. And and force him to have, you know, an off game, and yeah. you know because they've been successful doing it. They're not going to change it. They're not mixing no. it up until the no. Ravens show that they can beat it. They just mm-hmm. they aren't. But I'd like to see them stop the run and run the ball well. And if if they can do one of those things, boy, it's going to make our night a lot mm-hmm. more enjoyable. Yeah, it's a struggle enough on these holiday games to deal with the the cooking, the cleaning, the the family, all that stuff. And then you got to deal with the anxiety of a Steelers game. Cussing, the swearing. Uh, Oh, my good. Well, that's usually, for my family, that's usually at the Thanksgiving dinner. Um, Well, during the game, though, that's (laughs) happening. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah. So, Ellie, uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to give you an opportunity at at your, your, if you have a parting shot here, um, anything Steelers related, and then um, please give us your prediction for the game um, on on Thursday night. My parting shot. Do you have a a parting shot? Anything that you you've maybe had on your chest? You've just had to say uh, about the Steelers, about the Ravens, the NFL in general. Just it's a it's an open forum. It's all yours. Well. I could be here all week, so I'll just keep it short. <laughs> I will say that Big Ben, we, we're playing in Color Rush on Thursday, and Big Ben is undefeated in Color Rush. Oh um, we won't talk, about, won't talk about the rest of the team. We'll just talk about Big Ben. Big Ben is undefeated yep. in Color Rush. Um, the Buffalo game never happened. Um, <laughs> and and I don't like to give score predictions because I feel like it's a jinx. So I will just say... Um, if we're going to beat them, I think uh-huh. we beat them by more than three. This, I think we beat them by more than three points this time. Okay, I, I, I will accept all that. I, I, I'm, yeah, that's all I can. So we're going to beat them by four points. Right, we're going to beat them by four. Yeah, just so everyone's anxiety <laughs> levels will be so bad, the turkey will will no longer matter. Uh, ben, a uh, a parting shot and your final score for prediction. The game. 
Of course. Lots of cussing during the game. Some yes. screaming. Maybe some things being thrown. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know a handful of people that are going to throw shit during the game. Uh-huh. Some of them watch the games with me. Right. Um, Steelers 24, Baltimore 20. Uh, oh, whoa. Okay. Wow. Oh, and, and... God. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's already I having heart think. palpitations. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, you're going to be on the edge of your seat going <laughs> <laughs> the entire game. I'm just telling you, be prepared. Prepare yourself for this journey. My poor okay. family. My poor family. It's going to be bad. Uh, now, on a quick sidebar uh, to, to before I get to the end here, Ellie, um, Mm-hmm. Now, there is not uh, Thanksgiving, obviously, in the UK. Um, right. So, so what do you do? You celebrate it here uh, with, with us, uh, red-blooded Americans. How, how do you do that? Oh, yep. Since I've moved here, I've done Thanksgiving with my family or with family and friends. Every oh, terrific! Year. We do. Yeah, we do the whole meal, have family over, and do the whole nine yards. We do all of it. The oh, only thing great. we haven't really done is watch football because there haven't been Steelers on, and the rest of my family are not really big uh, football fans. My dad okay. back in the UK is, but uh-huh. the rest of my family really isn't. So, so this will be the first for them to have to sit and watch the uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving Steelers game. And my mom is not looking forward to it. She's already told me. She said, like, please don't make me call the place in the bathroom again. It's really annoying because <laughs> she's had to do that before. Oh, my <laughs> She did, but she did bless her heart. Ask me one time, uh, what position does Big Ben play on defense? And I said, <laughs> I said, ma'am, we're not doing this. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe someday it'll all come back to your mother as to the return yeah. of Iron Man football uh, when guys <laughs> played both ways. That's both great. Sides. That's great. Oh, God. Yeah, there was a time many years ago when they weren't making nearly the mm-hmm. money they are now. But, uh, oh, okay, yeah. I, look, I I think this is life and death for the Ravens. Uh, they cannot really afford to fall further behind. Um, there, there are some really decent teams in the AFC. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the Chiefs, the Raiders have looked decent. The Dolphins have been okay. Uh, Buffalo, I, I mean – you know, there's decent teams, and, and they can't afford to fall behind. So I, I, I think it's going to be in that ballpark. What Ben's thinking? I'm going to stretch it a little bit more. I'm going to say 27-20 Steelers. Um, well, that'd be comfortable. That'd be like a that'd be like a comfortable, for, cozy kind of yes. a warm blanket win by yes. Steelers Raven standards. It yes, it would. Be. I would agree. And, and it, yeah, and I'll take it. And maybe I'm just trying to will it. Yeah, you uh, are. You are. You're dreaming. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I just you know I, I I'm just hopeful that the 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 color rush and and of course the five thousand fans that'll be there will create plenty of noise um, mm-hmm. that that we get it done. But uh, that that will do it for us tonight. And uh, thanks to both Ben and Ellie for joining us on the show. You have been listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. And hey, Ravens suck.